Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Her podcast, or welcome if you're new. My name is Rachel, and um, yeah, I mean, today's episode is going to be a get-to-know-me and a Q&A, so this episode is really targeted more for some of my newer audience members, those of you that might not know me that well. I am hoping that by the end of this episode, you will know everything you need to know about me and maybe even more than you really need to know. I don't know. So to start today's episode, I want to do like a get to know me. So I went on Google and searched the get to know me tag where it has all kinds of questions. Some of them were really irrelevant, so I'm just like emitting those. Um, So it's not really a get-to-know-me tag, but I picked out some of the questions that were more relevant, things that people would actually, like, want to maybe know. Um, But yeah, that's what today's episode is going to be. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Yeah, let's just jump in. So, like I said, my name is Rachel. I am 19 years old. I'm almost 20. I'm going to be turning 20 in May. I am a part-time college student right now. I go to a community college in southern Minnesota, and my major, right now I'm just taking general, like, general education. I'm going for my associate of applied, not associate of applied science, I'm sorry, my associate's degree, which is like general AA degree, and I'm also pre-radiography, so I'm hoping to get into a radiography program not this fall, but next fall. So fall 2022, going into radiography. If you guys don't know what that is, it's like x-ray. You know, the person who takes your x-ray and x-ray tech is what I kind of want to be. So that's where I'm at with schooling. As I said, I'm in Minnesota. I was born here and... Um, I have lived here my entire life. I think I like it enough. Like, it's okay. Um, Personally, I want to be living in a city. Currently, I live kind of in the country, and it's not my favorite. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd prefer to live in a city, but I do like Minnesota. I know I love Minneapolis-St. Paul. I was there for a couple months for my first semester of college, Um, and I really loved it up there, so hopefully I will move up to the cities sometime in my future because that's where I ultimately actually want to be. Okay, so that's kind of like a general, um, (laughs) like intro to me, I guess. Um, the next question is, like, when is your birthday? So my birthday is May 25th. I was born in 2001. So um, those of you that are into astrology are like, what does that make you? That makes me a Gemini, which honestly, I love being a Gemini, but also I'm 100% aware of some of my toxic tendencies. I know some people are like, oh, Gemini, gotta stay away from that. I I swear I'm nice. Like, please (laughs) don't discriminate against me because I'm a Gemini. Um, But yes, I was born in May. The summer baby. Personally, I prefer warmer weather. Um, I really, I believe that when you're born, like, depending on what season it is, that's, like, the season that you thrive in. I prefer warmer weather. My sister was born 
more in the fall slash winter and she prefers colder weather. So I, I don't know. Like it's just my theory. There's no science behind it whatsoever. But I feel like when you're born sort of dictates like what season you thrive in. I don't know. Um, anyway, next question is, a, well, the next few questions are like things that are my favorite. So like rapid fire round. My favorite color is sort of like, honestly, I'm indecisive. It's part of me being a Gemini, but I can't choose one color. I'd say I love like beige slash tan. Um, I don't know why. I just, I love that like neutral colors. I like rose gold. I like white and I like gray and obviously black, but isn't black like all the colors? Or no, it's the absence of color and then white is like all the color. I don't know. Um, I like neutrals, basically. My favorite food, I would say, is like avocado toast. I know that's so, so basic, so generic, but um, I love avocado toast with everything but the bagel seasoning on it. I also love like strawberry smoothies. Um, I don't know why. Those are just so good. Um, my favorite drink is, you guys are not going to be surprised if you know me at all, my favorite drink is coffee. Um, I don't know. It's just I, I drink a lot of coffee. I love it. My favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. Uh, I know that that's very bland. That's very vanilla of me, if you will. <laughs> but vanilla is so underrated, you guys. It's so great. Vanilla or vanilla bean. Like, I don't... Honestly, what is the difference? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I same with... I work at a grocery store and there's like homemade vanilla and then there's vanilla and then there's vanilla bean and I'm like what what is this why are there so many variations of vanilla ice cream I don't understand um yeah let me know honestly if you guys know what the difference between vanilla versus vanilla bean flavored ice cream is because I don't I don't get it I really don't um, and the next question is, who is your best friend? My best friend is Brooke. We go all the way back to sixth grade. We met in the back of our sixth grade classroom because, and we bonded over this really terrible joke book. And like the one joke I remember out of it, like I'm not kidding when I say it was actually trash. Like that joke book sucked. We were roasting it because like one of the jokes in there was what's green and can fly and it was like super pickle. Like what the hell? Um, so yeah, we bonded over that and then we just started hanging out a bunch and at one point we were like literally having sleepovers every single weekend. It was insane. Um, I was either going to her house or she was coming to mine. It was a very regular thing. We got super close. We've stayed really close throughout all those years. So we've been friends. How many years does that make? I mean, since sixth grade, that's like seven or eight years that we've been best friends. So yeah, she's, she's my person, you know? <laughs> um, the next question is what is like your favorite subject in school or what was your favorite subject in school? I am a nerd for science, um, something I did not know in high school. In high school, my favorite subject was English and literature, and I was, like, very bookish. Um, now, in college, I am obsessed 
with biology and science classes, and I also kind of like, like, sociology. I've never actually taken a sociology class, but I've done some of my own research and, like, ethics studies. I just, I'm kind of into that as well. Um, the next question is your favorite TV shows. Um, again, I cannot choose. I'm very indecisive. It's an issue, but I like Grey's Anatomy, although I'm on, I believe, season seven. And I know, spoiler alert, right now, if you guys haven't gotten to season eight, spoiler alert. So just pin that out there. But I know in season eight, Derek Shepard dies. And so I'm like, I don't know if I want to get that far. Like, I don't know if I can handle it if he dies. Like, so I've kind of been procrastinating on finishing or like keeping, keeping up with that show and continuing to go on because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> um, I'm also, I just finished it probably about a week or two ago. And with an E, Love it. Obsessed. Gilbert Blythe is everything. Holy shit. I love that boy. I'd say man, but he's like, he's 18 by the end of it. So then I, I kind of feel bad about being attracted to him. I'm like, does that make me like a pervert? Like, I don't think it does. But anyway, sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. Um, Anne with an E. It's amazing. I love Gilbert Blythe. I love Anne. I love, like, all of the characters. Cole is freaking amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, but they canceled it. And I'm really, really pissed about it. Um, so there's not going to be a season four. I'm very upset. I was really looking forward to seeing a better ending for Coquette. But here we are. Um, also, Virgin River. I like that series. I've watched both seasons. I believe there's going to be a third season coming out. Um, I sure hope there is. The ending of season two was insane. I love The Office, but recently it got taken off of Netflix, and I didn't know it, and I went to go watch it, and it was very disappointing because um, that's, that's a good show. It's very offensive. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible, but also... It's so funny, so I love that one. I like Friends. I don't really watch it that often, but um, I do like Friends. And I like How I Met Your Mother. Again, I don't watch it that often, but it's really good. Same with Everybody Loves Raymond. At one point, my family and me used to watch Everybody Loves Raymond, like, all the time. Um, we don't watch it as much anymore, but I always really liked that show as well. My favorite animal, um, again, I can't choose, but there's, my top two are sloths and cats, so don't ask me about why with sloths, I just think they're cute, even though it's kind of like in a weird way, it's like some sloths can be ugly, but I still find them cute for some reason, um, I just think sloths are the cutest thing, uh, and I love cats because I have grown up having cats at my house and I just love them I love how they're so freaking passive aggressive like dogs are cute and all but they're very much so like like oh love me I love you blah blah like bubbly and cats are just like one day they're like give me attention and the next day they're like leave me the hell alone and there's just something about the passive aggressive nature of cats that I'm very drawn to I love it it's like queen energy anyway <laughs> moving on the next question is what is something that you love? And this is a very hard question because there's a lot of things that I love, obviously. 
but narrowing it down, something that I really love is learning new things. I'm a very inquisitive person and I feel like I want to continue learning. So like whatever my career path is, I want it to be one where I have to continue learning, like it's an evolving field. Otherwise, I think that I will get bored with it, which again might be because I'm a Gemini. I'm not really sure. <laughs> the next question is, what is something that you hate? I think um, this one's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I hate the patriarchy, and I hate injustice and racism and homophobia, and I know I do have a full understanding that I am a part of that, of the patriarchy of racism, of homophobia, but I'm constantly trying to relearn and unlearn and be actively anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic. Um, but it's still something I hate. I hate that's I hate that that's a part of our structure. I hate that I was grown up and I hate that I grew up in an environment that taught me these things. <laughs> like I just I wish it wasn't a part of our social structure, but I know it is. It's in like every single facet of our society. So, but I still hate it. Um, basically. The next question is, what was the last time that you cried? Um, I want to, I guess, I don't know if I need a trigger warning here, but I'm going to put a trigger warning real quick just to say that I'm going to be talking about slightly, like I'm barely going into it, but I am going to be mentioning my eating disorder. So um, trigger warning there. The last time that I cried was, I think, about a week ago. I'm a very emotional person. I cry at least once a week. It's honestly relieving for me. I like to have a good crying session. It makes me feel good. Um, not in the moment, but afterwards. It's like stress relieving or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> the last time I cried was about a week ago. And I was just thinking, I was like on a walk and I was listening to music. And I was just thinking about how far I've come in my life. And I was thinking back to like, when I used to be that broken teenage girl who was like hiding, like didn't even realize she had an eating disorder, but had terrible food relationships, was super perfectionistic. And like, I don't know, I was just thinking about how far I've come and how I've healed so many of my food, food relationships and sort of healing from the eating disorder and healing also from my perfectionism. It's still gets to me obviously but um just how far I've come with like learning to accept myself and not expecting myself to be perfect all the time and even in that I'm not perfect obviously I have days where I'll get super hard on myself but I think I've come so far compared to where I used to be and I was just thinking about how like I'm finally starting to make decisions on my own and do what I really want in life and it just it made me so happy um that I cried and it made me emotional too I mean obviously like it's not happy that I had to heal from an eating disorder or heal from extreme perfectionism or anxiety but just the the healing process made me really emotional and I cried so that was the last time <laughs> that I cried um Anyway, it's kind of hard to move on from something like that, but the next question is, do you want tattoos? And if you do, like, what tattoos do you want? And so I do want to get tattoos. I 
I've wanted to get tattoos since I was like 16. Um, I wanted like a small wrist tattoo and um, I follow Kayla Nicholson on YouTube. If you guys don't know who she is, she's amazing. You should look her up. But um, I followed her again since I was like 16 years old and I feel like I have like a connection with her as a creator. You know, I feel like I've grown up with her through the years. So it's like I watch all of her content now, even if it's not something that I would normally like be into. I just feel like she's my internet friend that doesn't even know I exist. But <laughs> basically, um, she has she has a tattoo on her thigh and it's like a quote tattoo. And I've always been so and not envious, but I've always been like, I want a tattoo like that. So um, I don't honestly know what her tattoo says, but I want to get a tattoo on like the top of my thigh that's a quote, like two lines of a quote, and it would say, strength is what we gain from the madness we endure. And I just think that'd be so cool. And I want to get a wrist tattoo of like a mini, like a mini butterfly on the side of my wrist. Um, I just, those are the two tattoos I really want to get. And then from there, maybe another tattoo or two. I, I just, I don't know. But um, I think tattoos, I know my dad is like, why the hell would you want to get a tattoo? Like, he's against them. And I know there are cons to having tattoos, slightly. But the way I see it is I'm like, it's an opportunity for you to, like, leave a mark on yourself, you know? Or, like, give yourself messages. And to me, a butterfly signifies growth and it also signifies that it's never too late to completely transform your life and make decisions that align with like what you want at the time it's just it's a symbol that you can always grow you can always improve and you can always change your direction that's what a butterfly means to me and I love the quote about strength is what we gain from the madness we endure because it's I mean basically what I was just saying when I said the last time I cried I think about how far I've come and all the trauma that I've had in my past. And it's not to say that I've had a super traumatic childhood, but I think that all of us experience some form of emotional trauma um, or just something. And um, just looking back and seeing like how strong you've become because of what you've endured and what you've gone through, I just think it's a very motivating quote. So um, yeah, I want to get tattoos because I think that they're a really great way to send yourself messages. And to, I don't know. Like, I just, I think it's cool. I think it's art. Um, but yeah. The last question for the get to know me tag is, what is your lucky number? And I have two. I have two lucky numbers. I don't, I guess I don't even know if they're lucky numbers. But I guess it's what you call a lucky number. Like, they just stand out to me. So my lucky numbers are five and 25 and I think it's so funny that they correlate with my birthday because my birthday is May 25th right and so May is the fifth month and my birthday is on the 25th but I've always had good luck with the number five and the number 25 so honestly just anything like I don't know what the term is but numbers of five so like 5 10 15 20 25 um, maybe not 20 as much, but anything with five in it, it's like, I don't know, I tend to have better luck with those numbers for some reason. Okay, moving into a little mini Q&A. So I haven't had a lot of people ask me questions um, personally, but 
there I have found some like common questions from other creators that I wanted to answer just because but I did get one question asking me how I came up with and started my blog so if you guys are new here it'll be in the show notes my website it's www.rachelalora.com um, and I have a blog on that website I also have my youtube channel and my podcast attached to it it's honestly just like a hub for all of my content and things that I like to do online. Um, but yeah, I do have a blog on there. Uh, I like to write, so I think I have two posts as of right now on there. But the way that I came up with my blog, that's a really good question. I think the simple answer is just that I have always been a fan of the written word, kind of like I said earlier in today's episode, I used to love English and English literature, and I used to be obsessed with reading in middle school and high school, like, I've always been a writer, basically, at heart, and so, um, I've also been into content creation since I was, like, 16 years old, and what many of you don't know is that I've actually created like I don't know like four or five blogs throughout my life um I just never actually had the balls to post them um basically I would start it up and I would start creating plans and I would create like content ideas of blog posts I could do and I just never put it out there because I was always afraid to put it out there but then I guess there wasn't anything dramatic that happened. I just decided, you know what, like, screw it. I want to put this together. I want to have this central hub for everything to just get put in one place on the internet. That's all my stuff, like YouTube, my podcast, and I want to throw a blog in there because I like to write and I have some content ideas. And so um, I asked my best friend, Brooke, if she had particular posts I wanted to that she wanted me to write about, and one of them... Um, was like when you're feeling unmotivated and so I wrote a post about that and then I also wrote a post about how I plan my weeks. Um, So I talked about like my daily, weekly, and monthly planning schedule. And as far as the future of my blog goes, honestly, I just want to write about anything that I'm feeling inspired to write about. I think if I have like podcast episodes where I'm giving advice, I think it'd be a really good idea for me to make a blog post version of it where I like lay out all of the different points. Honestly, I started the blog as a way to assist me in my other content. So it wasn't like, it's not something that I plan on necessarily making money from or doing much with other than assisting me in my other content. So that's kind of how I came up with the blog. It's just a way for me to um, have another way of producing content, basically. The next question is, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Realistically, like I said, I I kind of like living in Minnesota, um, but I would definitely, if I stay in Minnesota, move to the cities. So Minneapolis, St. Paul area. Um, if I could live anywhere, I think the co- the only places that I really would have much of an interest in maybe moving to outside of Minnesota would be Washington, D.C. I went there for a, um, it wasn't even a field trip, it was like a trip that we were allowed to do when I was in 11th grade in high school. 
and I absolutely loved Washington DC so much so maybe Washington DC but also like there's a place in my heart for Portland Oregon and I don't even know why because I've never even been there but it just seems like a place I would thrive um, and as far as out of country the only places I would consider moving would be like Canada or Australia, New Zealand, maybe, but I really don't see myself doing that. Um, I see myself living in the United States, but if it was outside of Minnesota, I think Portland, Oregon, or Washington, D.C. sound like a cool place to live. The next question is, what are your best tips for being single and dealing with loneliness? So I think the first tip I would have for if you're single and you're feeling really lonely or you know you're just struggling with being single is to unprogram this super problematic thought. I know that I always struggled with this so much which is the idea that you need someone else to blink. So like why is it that you are feeling that you need someone else to be successful, to be happy, etc. Like why do you think you need someone else to do whatever it is you want to do? Because I feel like when we get really honest with ourselves, when we're feeling like being single is a burden, it's because we feel like we need someone else in order to give us something that we can already give to ourselves. So for me, um, the idea you need someone else to blank, like fill that in, let your mind fill that in. For me, it would fill in like I need someone else in order to feel emotionally fulfilled, in order to feel um, worthy, in order to feel happy, in order to feel accomplished, you know, according to society's standards. Um, so I think filling in that blank of why do you feel that you need someone else in order to blank, whatever it is for you, first unprogram that thought because... Um, you really don't need someone else to give you what you want. And if nothing else, it at least clarifies something for you on why you want a person, why you want a relationship. And that kind of leads to the next question I would ask yourself if you're feeling lonely or you're feeling like unhappy being single is why do you really want a relationship? I mean, for me, I'll answer personally here. The only reason that I would be wanting a relationship right now is because sometimes I do crave human connection in a way that um, you can only get from a relationship. Sometimes I crave intimacy, um, but usually it's only at night <laughs> when I'm feeling lonely. And at the end of the day, that is not a good enough reason for me to be looking for a relationship right now. Because relationships, the reality of it is not just cuddling and not just kissing. It's hard work and choosing that person every day and it's commitment and it's giving them your time and your energy and where I'm at right now I'm just not in a place where my want of a relationship my want of a partner like overcomes my need for independence my need for building up my life and focusing on me right now you know what I mean? So I think getting really clear on why do you really want a relationship? I think that if you're feeling lonely or you're feeling like you're not happy being single, I think that you'll find that when you really sit down and ask yourself why do you want a relationship, 
it's going to come from a place of like need for something that's very human of you to need, you know, like, like intimacy or connection. And the reason I say that you should ask yourself, what do you want? Like, why do you want a relationship is because then ask yourself, can you give yourself that right now? And you're just not, you know, so like, I would maybe want a relationship for companionship, but I do have friends, I do have family, and I know it's not exactly the same thing. Um, It's not intimacy, but it's something, you know, and I have pets, and I have, like I said, friends and family, and that's what I have right now. So even if it doesn't fully feel, fully fill that want, that desire for intimacy or connection, it it still helps, you know? Um, So getting really clear on why it is that you want that relationship can help you see how you can better cope with not having it right now. Because if you're just constantly focused on what you don't have, it's it's not going to be good. Like, you need to focus on what you do have. Um, and I find that when I get in phases where I'm like, oh, I just, like, I don't want to be single anymore. I want a relationship. It's really just coming from my craving for human connection. And then and then I realize, like, oh, maybe I haven't been, like, talking to my friends enough or I haven't been hanging out with my family enough or hanging out with my pets. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other thing is, like, really ask yourself what you need and what you can realistically give. So, like I said, the only reason I would want a relationship right now is for that companionship. Um, When I ask myself what I really would need from a relationship, um, it's a long list. I'm not going to tell you guys (laughs) everything. Um, But I need a lot from a partner. And some people would say that's high standards. I think that that's, like, normal standards. And I think that it's okay if you do have high standards. But then the most important part is what can you realistically give right now? For me... I am really focusing on trying to get through my education and I'm trying to build a career for myself, build a life for myself. I want to move. And so it's like, what can I really give to a relationship? Not much. Like I'm kind of, I don't have much to give right now. Um, I just don't. And I don't want to. Um, The only time I'd want a relationship is when I'm feeling needy. You know, and that's that's not fair to a partner, and that's it's that's basically it. It's not fair to a partner, and um, yeah. So I'd ask yourself, what do you really need, and what can you realistically give? And then finally, I would also my other tip is to set your standards and don't think they're too high because they're not, especially if you can meet them. You know, I think that's the general rule. Um, so like for me, my standards are really high right now. And, um, I personally don't think I would be able to meet those standards myself, so I'm not looking for a relationship. But if I was looking for a relationship, and you totally can be looking for a relationship while you are single, there is nothing wrong with that. What I will say is set your standards, um, and just be prepared to meet those standards yourself. So if you expect a partner that is going to be, like, sending you good morning texts and good night texts every single day, be prepared to do that yourself. So like set your standards for your partner, but also understand that you have to meet them on that level. And then also, I think it's really important, like take the time while you're single to set your boundaries. Um, 
I think that's so important. I know in my past relationships, I had really poor boundaries. It's something I'm still working on. I'm, I, I struggle with boundary setting, honestly. But setting boundaries is important. And then I, I think also stay busy and focus on yourself right now. Because being single is not bad. You know, why is it a dirty word to say, like, I'm single and happy? Like, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Personally, I prefer being single right now (laughs) compared to, like, when I was in my previous relationships. I prefer being single um, because I'm focusing on myself and I'm, I'm building things and I'm, I don't know. I just, I really like it. But even if you are craving a relationship... Find a way to enjoy your singleness because one day you might not be single ever again. I mean, if you believe in the whole, like, one person forever thing, which I don't know if I necessarily do. <laughs> um, but maybe maybe when you find your person, you find your person and that's just who you stay with. I don't know. But the point is, you might never have a chance to be single again. So find a way to enjoy it. Find a way to take advantage of it and focus on yourself you know, um, sorry if you guys hear this, I'm, like, flipping my page, because I have notes, um, I also wrote down, like, get so addicted to your self-growth that a relationship is just the cherry on top, I think if you're single, and you're feeling desperation for a relationship, you're not viewing the relationship as a cherry on top of the Sunday of your life, I like to use this analogy, because really, the cherry is just, like, unnecessary. You don't need a cherry on top of a banana split for the banana split to still be amazing. Like, it's still going to be good. The cherry is just the cherry on top. Um, That's how you should view a relationship. Your life is your life. You shouldn't be, my opinion, you shouldn't be living for another human being, another person. You should be living for yourself and then the relationship just adds value. Like, well, not value, but it adds happiness, it adds joy, it adds love to your life. You know, it's, it's a cherry on top. So it gets so addicted to self-growth that the mere mention and idea of a relationship is just a cherry on top. So like right now, for me, I love my life. I really do. And I'm not saying it's perfect. I have down days. That's not the right term. I have bad days. I have good days. But overall, I am so happy with my life right now. And I haven't met all of my goals. I'm still living at home. I'm still in college. But like, overall, I love my life right now. And a relationship is not my priority because it's not gonna like make my life some like it's not gonna, it would just be a cherry on top. Basically, I keep saying that, but that's all that all there is to it. I'm so addicted to my life right now and the growth that I'm pursuing that a relationship is not my priority. And I think if a relationship is your priority, you're focusing so much on the little aspects of like what you want in your life. So like I'm so happy right now, the only time that a relationship would be helpful or like add to my life is like when I'm feeling lonely or I'm craving that human connection. It would definitely add in that way. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but I don't need that right now in order for me to feel fulfilled, in order for me to have a happy life. And if you're feeling that you need that in order for your life to be happy, I think that that is an indicator that you need to do some self-work. Um, and no judgment there whatsoever. I was once there myself thinking that I needed that in order to 
you know, be accomplished and successful in life. And you just, you don't. Um, also, also, this is like the most practical tip out of all these. Sorry, I have a lot of tips on this. I have a lot of years of being single under my belt. <laughs> but um, stop following people and couples on social media that make you feel whatever it is that you're craving from a relationship. So, for example, if you filled in that blank earlier, like, you think that you need a relationship in order to feel happy, stop following people and couples on social media that make you feel unhappy or make you feel like you're only going to be happy once you get a relationship like theirs. Stop following couples that make you feel like you're unsuccessful. And it's not because they're toxic. Like, they might just be a really cute couple. But if it can be toxic for you without them themselves being toxic. So um, if you're following people or couples on social media that are making you feel unsuccessful in life because you don't have a relationship or they're making you feel super alone because you don't have a relationship, don't follow them. You know, like that's something that is in your control and it's just, it's not adding to your life. It's making you feel bad about something that's out of your control. You shouldn't be desperate for a relationship so that you can stop feeling bad about not being in a relationship. You know, focus on what you do have, right? And, and stop following people that make you feel bad about what you don't have. All right, <laughs> the last question for the Q&A is what motivates you to work hard? I would say that the main thing that motivates me, and this doesn't, this isn't foolproof, I just want to put that out there, like, I will still fall off, I think it's completely human, it's completely normal to have moments or phases in your life where you're feeling unmotivated, you're feeling stressed, burnt out, that's completely human, completely normal, so this is not at all foolproof, but I'd say what motivates me to work hard is staying focused on, like, why I'm working hard because if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a purpose for you doing hard work, it's going to be really hard to stay on top of it because you're going to get to really hard points, you know, like you're battling, you're going uphill and you're just like, why am I doing this? Um, it's going to be hard to keep going compared if you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing this so that I can build financial stability for myself so that I can travel later and so that I can do this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like, having a vision, having an idea of why you're doing what you're doing is so important. But then, at the same time, I think the other pillar um, that you need to have both. You need to have, like, why you're doing what you're doing. And then also celebrating your smallest victories and recognizing your progress, right? So, like, if you're talking about health and fitness, progress picks. If you're talking maybe not progress picks, but find ways to track your progress and do those because your own progress is going to be the thing that motivates you the most, you know, over inspirational quotes you find on Pinterest. Seeing yourself succeed is going to be the biggest motivating factor for you. So also another idea of celebrating your smallest victories is if maybe you took a final in college and you did good on it, you passed, um, good is a relative term, like whatever you define as good, you, you passed, right? Like, like you did it. Reward yourself with something, whether it's like a small trip with, I guess I wouldn't say with your friends right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but if it's like going for a drive 
um, you know, more cost-effective things like that, or if it's rewarding yourself by maybe purchasing something that you've been wanting, or like I said, a trip or something. Give yourself little rewards, even for the smallest victories, because it's gonna continue. It's gonna keep you motivated, like, and it's gonna help you continue to recognize your progress. Um, so yeah, have a vision. Why are you doing what you're doing? And celebrate and track your progress because it'll keep you motivated. Okay, so that is the end of today's Get to Know Me slash Q&A. I really hope that you guys enjoyed. I hope that you found out a little bit more about me than you previously knew. Um, at the very least, I hope this episode was really entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, oh God, I'm so bad at ending podcast episodes. It's the same with phone calls. I feel like I've said this in multiple episodes too, but... I feel like I need to explain myself every single time because I just end these so awkwardly. And it's the same way my phone calls go with, like, my best friend Brooke. Like, we'll just be on the phone and then it's like, okay, yep, bye, yep, mm-hmm, bye. And it's it's so awkward. I hate it. It's cringy to me. But anyway, still love you, Brooke. Like, <laughs> we just can't. Like, it's me. It's me more than it is Brooke, but... We cannot end phone calls. Like, it's... Oh, my God. I can't. And I can't end podcast episodes. This is so weird. Um, anyway, I will just talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>